Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the unbiased takes. Week 16 gave us amazing gifts or a lump of coal, so we go through the weekly drive through to see what happened during the holiday break. Then we got ourselves, as always, power rankings. So sit back and enjoy the show. Jalen, we are back here on a Tuesday night, uh, post-Christmas, for second-to-last show of 2020, or 2022, forgot what year it was for a second, after another wild week. It's a recap, lots going on, major playoff implications, some teams have locked up, um, and a lot to be determined down the stretch here as to hash out who's going to get these last couple playoff spots. Another very exciting week in the books, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good, man. Doing pretty good. It's a windy one up here in Colorado. A lot of change um, just happened out here in Broncos country. So, you know, and, and uh, you know, the sports in general, man, like Nuggets coming out big against the Suns in overtime. That game was insane. Awesome. Um, I watched that one, that one, because I also had a buddy, a couple buddies there. So, but I got to see that one on TV. That was actually good. So, yeah, man, just, just in a good mood so far. Yeah, no, that's uh... – it's good times. I was very happy with the Nuggets getting their Christmas dub. A lot of good, pretty good, good holiday weekend, at least for my sports team. So it's a lot, a lot of good stuff going on as we get ready to get into this. Um, so, yeah, I guess let's crack right into the slate. Um, first game I got here, uh, Bills 35, Bears 13. Um, my Bears hot streak does come to an end as they do not cover um, they were playing this game close most of the way. They were actually up at halftime, and then the last couple minutes, the Bills kind of just pulled away. Josh Allen still threw two picks, but the Bills were clearly a much better team. They get their sixth straight win, uh, stay on top of the one seed, headed into a huge game with the Bengals this week. We'll talk about that on Thursday. I mean, this was not always pretty, but it was a nice win for the Bills, and they got it cooking at the end. And the Bears, you know, they're just awful. They're they're a terrible team, but Justin Fields was actually not great in this game. He, he was Meh, it was okay, but you know, he couldn't do much. The Bills offense, they're just clearly very overmatched. Um, and yeah, the Bills, they got the win, they should have. I still have some concerns about them. We'll talk about the Bills with power rankings later. Um, that's what I got to say on that one. I mean, the Bills were a much better team and they should have won, but Bears played them tough for a while. Um, yeah, man. So <clears throat> this was the one that I had Bills covering. For one of my locks, um, thank goodness they finally pulled away in the second half. Um, feels good to be two and one again. Uh, I'm still haven't been perfect in a while, but two and one, solid. Uh, but as for the Bills and Bears, yeah, like you said, Colby the Bears came out pretty meh. But in the Bills, they this is the game where we were, where we all said that the Bills need to have one of those statement games and you know push them to the wall and pull away from their opponents, and they did that. So. Not much to really take from that besides that. You know, the Bills finally get a statement pull-away game. Yeah, last thing I'll say on that, the Bears have still not won since the Chase Claypool trade. So that uh, second-round pick the Steelers are getting is, whew, it's going to be a good one. Love to see that. Um, but i also yeah. like to say uh, good job on uh, acknowledging your curse is over because now I can finally say uh, 
you know, the Bears have, the Bears have lost a game and you were also wrong on a Bears game. So <laughs> the, that finally, that finally is, uh, finally is confirmed that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Man, just the order I've got these. We're just starting with a couple of the le- lesser intriguing ones. This one, oh, one of the worst, just most unattractive games of the day. Saints 17, Browns 10 in the frigid Cleveland tundra. Um, you know, I think we were all all light leaning the Brown. Well, I don't know if we I know I picked the Browns. Did you pick the Saints? Were you on the Saints? You may have been on the Saints, actually. I was I was on the Saints, yeah. Yeah. So the Saints. Mm-hmm. They get a nice win. They stay alive in this NFC South race, even though it's disgusting and it's a long shot. Um, they're both six and nine now, both these teams. Um, I mean, it was low score. Particularly, they both ran the ball a ton because the weather was awful. But Andy Dalton was eight for 15, 92 yards and a pick. But, uh, you know, he got it done. Taysom Hill made some plays. Kamar had some nice runs. Um, the real story in this one to me is the Deshaun Watson. I know it was terrible weather, but Deshaun Watson has been awful since he's came back for the Browns. Like he's been worse than Jacoby Brissett was. Um, I mean, it makes sense. To yeah. Rust. I don't know if that's something that maybe next year going into a more normal season where he's got the full off season where he'll be, although he was there this off season, but where he won't, where he'll have gotten some of that rust off from the two years away that you would imagine he'll be a lot better next year, but I don't know. Like, what if do you think he there's a chance he could maybe just not be the same again after those two years off and all of his sex crimes? Uh, uh we'll see. They has a whole off season, you know, that they're probably already getting geared up for. Um, this was pretty much the cushion season. I think they already went into that, into this already knowing that. Um, especially when they had a what was it, 13, 11 games without him. So I think they already knew whatever they get this season, it's gonna be like a preseason truck test trial run for him but yeah it's going to be interesting to see how it goes forward though because it has not been pretty and a lot of people i can say that i haven't seen the jokes of you know jacoby would have made that throw or jacoby would have you know done this and that you know and it's funny to say but we'll have to see what's going on in the cleveland era because uh, i can't wait to talk about this next game about the rams but baker's popping off baker might be finding a second home in la you know, so as a backup, not a starter, but, you know, he could be a backup and learn. We'll talk about that later. But I'm just saying, like, he might be on better horizons with McVay than uh, Stefanski is with Watson. So who knows? Yeah, no, that's an interesting take. Like, if this all does go horrible, I mean, if Deshaun Watson doesn't end up ever being the same, and very good chance, like, maybe it's just all this, it's just kind of chaos and weirdness and could very well be back to Deshaun Watson of old next year. We'll see. But, I mean, if it does stay looking like this, I mean, how bad is this going to look for Cleveland that they gave this dude all this money and gave up all that and then for him to just not be good? Um, I know, gave up your uh, first time you win a playoff game quarterback. Gave it all up. <laughs> but, I mean, he was, he didn't have a great season last season. So, it can be somewhat justified on them moving off him because he didn't also tear it up in Carolina. So, you know, I guess that you can't approve itself a little bit as well. But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the Browns bounce off of this one. And the Saints, man, let's give them credit. They're still in the hunt somehow. Still keeping their hats in the, they're still keeping their hats in the ring, winning these gritty games. Um, I, 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 to be honest with you, I don't remember why I picked the Saints, but I will tell you this. I think it was just because of their defense. And like I always say, 
Um, I think that was the motto and that they were just more of a sound team and they're trying to make that playoff push to challenge Brady. Um, glad to see that. And I'm hoping the next team we talk about is going to be also another team to challenge Brady here soon. Uh, we'll get to them. That's not the next one I have. Yeah. Last thing, respectable win for the Saints. Last thing I'll say is just Dennis Allen should be, I still stand by, he should be arrested for making the Saints have a full year of James Win or of Andy Dalton and not James Winston. Um, it, it should be, come on, like James Winston could have gone six and nine and been way more fun than Andy Dalton. So still make, <laughs> uh, that's a bummer. But yeah, that's why, so the Saints, you know, I'm done with them, but whatever. This is a nice win. They're still alive. We'll see what happens. Okay, next game, Seahawks, uh, Chiefs 24, Seahawks 10. This game was weirdly kind of more low scoring than I thought it would be. I thought it would kind of just be the Chiefs kind of lighten it up. And Geno, all-pro quarterback, um, was Gross. not good in this one. Yeah, I kind of – the wheels have kind of come off Geno a little bit. He's been fine, but it's still a great story. But Seahawks still alive because – Literally every team, and we'll talk about the Packers later, but every team that's fighting for that last wild card spot in the NFC except the Packers lost. Um, so Seattle's kind of in the same place they were going into the week, but kind of concerning. We talked about how the Chiefs' defense has been struggling, but they clamped up Seattle pretty well in this game. Um, Tyler Lockett being done for the year, Seattle did clearly miss him a lot. For the Chiefs, you know, this is another nice win. Mahomes is unbelievable. He's the best quarterback in the league. Um, and they're going to be right there in the one or two seed, depending on what happens with Buffalo down the stretch. Doesn't really change my opinion on the Chiefs. Their defense was better. I'll say that's the big story of this one is their defense played pretty well. Yeah. Um, that was your doubts. That was the reason why you picked Seattle. Yeah, I took Seattle on the points because mm -hmm. I thought their defense would give up a lot. So credit to them. They, they played a lot better this week. I mean, yeah, the Chiefs, they're, could, no one's going to be surprised if they win the Super Bowl. They're one of the top contenders. And, yeah, Seattle, I think – I, I don't – no offense, I don't really want Seattle to get that last playoff spot of the, what, four teams that are fighting for it. It would probably be my last choice out of the four, um, actually. But – Entertaining yeah, point? Nice year. Yeah, so it's been a nice year for Seattle, but, yeah, I, I don't think they're getting in. I think it's it's probably done. Uh, yeah, I agree with you on everything about this game, Cole, about how, you know, it's just another Eagles game. I mean, not Eagles, Chiefs game. Um, and it's just, you know, this is just taking care of business for the Chiefs. And with Geno Smith, I said disgustingly that he was a Pro Bowl quarterback and everything. And I think that was just more solely from the fan vote. But um, I definitely agree that probably, you know, I hate to say it, maybe any other quarterback besides him, maybe Jared Goff, who's electric right now. Um, well, not yet. I'll pump the brakes on that. But you know, these it's been a question. I think him being an all pro quarterback definitely highlights the questionable uh, products, quarterbacks that are in the uh, NFC. If uh, he gets the all pro vote, <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that officially like puts up the banner, especially the way they played this week. So, I mean, yeah, Chiefs, shout out for them to get this defense, and they got just like we were saying about the Bills, another pull away victory. So, yeah. Last thing, well, real quick on Seattle, and maybe you should wait and ask Christian this, but I'm going to just go ahead and ask you now. Um, I know it's been great. It's been fun with Gino, and they said they're bringing him back next year, and they should bring him back next year, but, like, down the stretch how it's finishing, 
you got that Broncos pick, which is going to be in the top five right now. I think it's oh. three. You, okay, like, respect, no disrespect to what Gino's done this year, but they should probably pick a quarterback. I think they should, especially with, like, because you're really counting on Gino having another great year. I mean, I would say no disrespect again, but I'd say it's very likely he could turn back into just bad Gino Smith next year. And the rest of your core is very young. So you, you could get a quarterback that's kind of more on their timeline. You're going to be in a prime position to do so. And then you'll still have your own pick later to add something on the defense. Do you agree with me that they should still draft a quarterback, even despite how Gino's done this year? Absolutely. Um, okay, good. <laughs> I think it'd be um, – especially it's a great – it's a golden opportunity to take your shot. You know, the Broncos pick is not looking beautiful. It's going to be probably a top five pick at the rate they're going. Um, I don't even like their interim coach that they just put in, but, uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting, I think Seattle, they're going to have a little bit of QB competition going into next season. Hopefully they get a guy that they're so confident in that we don't have to see that quarterback competition unfold into the regular season, you know, and we don't have that drama. Cause I feel like if you're going to have this high of a draft pick, the guy's going to be probably your day one starter, hopefully. Well, I don't know how this quarterback. Gino. That that's a, you can easily let you him. Think he could be an Alex Smith situation. Yeah, but, I mean you're not going to get as many wins as Alex Smith did, you know. Yeah, and like if Gino like does play like how he has this year, or even just a little worse next year, like I'm glad you're in agreement with me because like with the pieces they have and how well they drafted last year, like if they continue to be good, like. This the last like I don't think they have any more Bronco picks after this year this draft right I think this is just last year and this year so like you don't know if you're gonna have an opportunity to have this high of a pick again so that's why I think you got to do it also um, yeah that's like I said it's a golden opportunity to just take your shot you know like what else do you have to lose yeah yeah but you have the draft capital yeah you're right about that okay on to now here we go now here's a fun one. Well, Jalen, just like every other week this year, it was a thrilling down-to-the-wire victory for your beloved Minnesota Vikings. But, you know, they get it done again. The clutchest team in the league, 11-0 and in one-score games. Somehow bizarre, amazing. They beat the Giants 27-24 on what, like a 58-yard field? It was a very long field goal at the end. I don't 60. Know. 60. 61 yards. Back yardage. So this was a thriller. Kirk was very good in this game. Uh, Daniel Jones, he had one pick, but other than that, he was also very good in this game. This was one of the better games Daniel Jones had in his career, even though they lost. Um, the Vikings, what was it? What was it? Three and a half. So the Giants did cover, I do believe. Giants did cover. Yep. Apparently. So this was exactly we all said this was going to be a close game, and that's why I mean Christian took the points, and it was right on the money. Line was perfect. How are you feeling after this one? Because this is the Giants. You know, they're they're a good team. They're not great, but they're 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 going to be in the playoffs most likely I, I i was when i was doing my power rankings i was definitely no hesitation having the giants in the playoffs especially after the game they just gave us you know um most yeah it was pretty much what it was pretty much what we were saying you know saquon ended up doing his damage in the end too he had his 25 yard touchdown run and it was like like i was saying the vikings defense just not holding up and there's moments where the offense just sputtered but that's a Kirk Cousins game for you where he just they just somehow recently been getting it together at the last minute um but hey man keeping ourselves in that one seed chase 
especially after that one that first Eagles loss. We'll see what's going on with Jalen Hurts in the future. But uh yeah, man. It's gonna be an interesting one going forward. That's true. Huge, and, huge Vikings game next week. Yeah. yeah and like, big thing is too is uh you gotta keep an eye on those 49ers. They're right behind us too. So getting a it sucks that all these wins are close, but I mean still getting a win keeps us above them from taking that two seed away from us. Yeah, no, because you if you play in them second round, you definitely want that game in Minnesota. So I agree. This was a very big exactly. Game. Um for the Giants, uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. One other thing on the Vikings, also great news for you. This you finally had the big TJ Hawkinson game. He was awesome in this game. He had 13 catches, 109 yards, two touchdowns. So that's that's good to see. Um Vikings offense continues to be super legit. Um, they're they're a very a solid, very good team. I was impressed with the Giants. Like, even though they lost this game, I thought this was not a bad loss. Like they had some turnovers that and they still could have easily won it. So and again, I got to give just more props to Daniel Jones. Like, he's still not great. I don't know how long he's going to be the quarterback there, but he's definitely going to be back next year, I think. Like, you can't move on from him after this year, I don't think. They're not really going to be in a position to either. So, credit to Daniel Jones. He He's really taking a big step forward this year. I agree. Yeah, I mean, the Vikings defense makes everyone look like they're a playoff legit quarterback, you know? So... And he, the only thing is, yeah, he did come up short on a couple opportunities and everything, but he gave, I bet you gave Giants fans a lot of chances to meet the receivers, you know? Because, <laughs> you know, they, like all of us, we don't really know the receivers that well at New York. So those names like Richie James and uh, Big Slayton <laughs> caught a couple passes again. It's good to see yeah. those names coming up. Isaiah Hodgins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hodgins. Like, I was like, what in the world? But, um, it was good. Yeah, it was a good game for the Giants, man. And it was like always, like a lot of Vikings games, it's just a good game in general. You know, just a lot of things you can take from the win and loss from both teams to improve on. So it's the best thing about the Vikings, man. It just gets everyone inspirational. <laughs> which is not what I'm going to have to say on Thursday about our next game. <laughs> it's not what I'm going to Yeah, that's going to be – Thursday's going to be – I'm very much looking forward to this Thursday episode because – and we also get – Steelers Ravens. You know what? I want to say this right now. How the hell did the Steelers and Ravens get flexed into fucking Say Night Football? Bright Kenny Pickett is prime time, bro. The people want to see Kenny Pickett. Lamar's not even back yet. They're saying might he might not even. Yeah, if he's not back, that, I I agree. It was kind of weird. I was very surprised when I see. Granted, it was better than the game they had, but uh, still, yeah. like. Because, well, it was going to be the Colts again. <laughs> wasn't yeah, it I think it was the Colts again. Colts, so I can't, or, uh, or no, no, it was going to be Broncos Chiefs, I think. So they're like, Oof. maybe, I don't know. It was somewhat bad. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure why they picked that one to flex, especially with some of the others. I mean, also, maybe some of the networks, like, protected their games from being flexed. Um, so that could be part of it. I mean, it's Steelers-Ravens. That's the main thing I'll say. But, yeah, that's that's a good point. <laughs> but I'm excited. Yeah, hang on. I got. I'm looking for it right now. All there is is just a bunch of clinched news. I'm on Brock. Dude, man, this is ridiculous. But you know what? We'll come back to that later, I guess. But yeah. All right, we'll get through the rest of these one o'clock games. The rest of these, man, a lot to talk about with these. Okay, next one. Bengals Patriots. Bengals twenty two. Bengals eighteen. This one was a game of two halves. The Bengals absolutely were molly whopping the Patriots. Uh, they were up twenty. This was a weird game. I, I had it on the red zone a little bit. I didn't really have it on the red zone at the 
beginning because the Bengals just got up by so much. And then I watched like the end of it. The Bengals were up 22 to nothing at half and then did not score in the second half. The Patriots came back, had a chance, but turned it over late and blew their chance to come back and win. It was another heartbreaking, gut-wrenching loss for New England and puts their play. They're still very much alive in the playoffs because Miami lost, but their whole season basically comes down to next week now. Mac Jones was fine in this game. He wasn't great. He's a dirty player, which we can talk about that. Um, <clears throat> Bengals, like, we'll see where you got them in their power rankings. It wasn't pretty. Burrow had to throw 52 times. He had some picks. But the Bengals, you know, even when they don't play well, they can still win. They did lose Leo Collins, which is a huge loss. Um, but I still do think, you know, they're one of the – they're a top-level team. Um, the Patriots, you know, you – Belichick can always give you a big fight. So this was a game the Bengals could have easily blown after that big lead they got off to. So credit to their defense for coming through at the end. Well, what were your thoughts on that one? Um, man, that Bengals game was very because like they did, they came out swinging, and you're already thinking that it was going to be just a, a casual Bengals just outclass the Patriots, and then some Belichick magic happened, you know, and they came back. And then just tragedy struck for the Patriots once again for this season in the fourth quarter when they're trying to mount that comeback. With, and it all started with that Ramondre Stevenson fumble. And once that happened, it was no coming back for these guys. Um, and, man, it, it's really weird to say that about a Belichick team to just lose, just to fall apart like that, you know. So, for me, I think it's just more of a highlight. Yeah, the Patriots are somewhat still in this because, like you said, all the teams above them lost – their games and it's that but for me it's also the Bengals coming out here you know Zach Taylor this is a game for Zach Taylor being Bill Belichick you know that that still says something you know like I, I had my doubts but I think now Zach Taylor somewhat is in my uh, somewhat more competent section of coaching you know because at first I thought I think at first for me personally I think it was he was just Joe Burrow dependent but now it's like all right you're getting some good coaching wins you know you're getting you're building up your coaching yeah. resume so uh, it was a good, I think, you know, the, the line, the spread line was small too. It was only three points. So, hey man, good stuff, Bengals. Good yeah. team's cover. Good team's cover. Yeah, no, no, I agree with you on that. I, Zach Taylor, like, obviously, like, because of Burrow, like, and Burrow's the main reason, and like Chase, that you're just like, oh, like, yeah, you kind of have these amazing players and like their GM's done a great job. But no, Zach Taylor's a very good coach, especially, he's not like top tier, but he is very good, especially when you look at, in comparison, some of the other coaches around the league, like a lot of teams would kill to have Zach Taylor as their coach. Um, I'll just say that. Um, what did you think about the Mac Jones trying to take out Eli Apple's legs in a play that basically had nothing to do with the play? It was very dirty. And Mac Jones does kind of have a history of this kind of stuff. It's just a classic hateable Patriot move. Yeah, I was about to say, you just took the words right out of my mouth. You know, he was still... You know, he was saying that he was making a, a legal football play move, but the, I mean, Eli Apple wasn't even near the play at that time, and he, he he just he said that he took out the closest guy that he could find, and yeah, I guess, but like, dude, that's still pretty effed up, you know. Um, especially going for the knees, you could just do a little, you know, like shoulder bump if anything, and push him out of bounds. Just let a little frustration out, but to go for the knees, man. That's that could do career. That could just mess a dude's career up, but um. Yeah, it's dirty. Yeah, it's a little dirty. But I mean, at the same time, we're asking a couple of weeks ago, we were asking him to uh, tackle Cameron Jones somehow in any way possible. 
So maybe he just took that message the the wrong, the absolute wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. I don't know. Oh, as a quarterback, like Mac Jones has been actually better the last. He was actually well, he's terrible last week. He's actually better than this game, especially in the second half. But you know, he's kind of he's like a less mobile Kenny Pickett. <laughs> um. So yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, very less mobile. <laughs> we'll we'll see what happens with the Patriots. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. I hope they don't end up sneaking in, but they could, um, even though it's kind of a long shot. All right. Well, on to a less fun one. America's team, the Detroit Lions. Just when you thought they were they're on a roll, it's the best streak in years. They finally looking like they started to get that defense figured out, and then it reared its ugly head. They gave up a ridiculous what was it like 300 320 rushing yards chuba hubbard and deontay foreman both had over 100 rushing yards the panthers sam darnold's panthers dropped 37 on him 37 23 golf was actually good but he had to throw a bunch because he was behind the whole game i mean oof the lions had they won this game because washington lost would have been in the playoff they would have had possession of that last playoff spot Instead, they gave up 320 yards on the ground to the Panthers, and it's not looking great. Could still get in, but it isn't looking like it was. Hot streaks over. I mean, that was that was wild. You did call it. You were on the Panthers. Let's give you props on that one. What did you think of that interesting, to say the least, game? Um, yeah, it was what like you said, 300 or some, 200 rushing yards. It was 20. Yeah. Um, they found a way to beat them, and they just pretty much hit them in the mouth over and over. Um, I just thought this game would just be a cool-off game, and boy, did they do that. Um, but the Lions, I think I'm with Dan Campbell on this one because I thought the same thing. This was one that they lose, but they can easily rally back off of, you know. So hopefully they do rally back, you know. But I wanted to talk about these Panthers because now they are back into the NFC South hat in the ring if they win out and beat Brady. Uh, this week, yeah, if they beat Brady this upcoming weekend, that would be huge for their playoff chances. So it's uh, and it's crazy to think that Sam Darnold is literally the key to stop Tom Brady right now. <laughs> sad, sad state of things. You know, I mean, credit since Sam with Sam Darnold, they're three and one, three and one with Sam Darnold. He was good in this game. He didn't have to do a ton because they could just hand it off every time, and the Lions could not stop the run whatsoever. But Darnold's been good. Um. It's crazy to, as crazy it is to say, like, yeah, the Panthers, if they beat Tampa, which they already have once with PJ Walker. So, I mean, it's not a stress. Tampa hasn't looked good. Um, you know, they have to beat Tampa and win the last game, or at least beat Tampa and then also have Tampa lose their last game. But that's going to be huge, basically. Oh, sorry. Ooh, Russia. But, uh... <laughs> um, and have this is basically the NFC South championship game. It's a tough one for the Lions, but yeah, credit to the Panthers. I mean, Steve Wilkes, like, depending on how these last two games go, I think he could very well be the coach next year, should get a look. Maybe maybe they should give it to him, I mean, no matter how these last couple games go. And Darnold could, which is crazy to say, but, like, if they're in the playoffs, I mean, I think Darnold's probably coming back too, which I would have never thought because he started the year behind Baker, who's now on the Rams. Yeah, that's it's a wild world we're in right now in the football world. This playoff near the we're in that weird spot where we're going to find out where off season opportunities are starting to show their face too. So 
going to it's a very interesting spot right now. Yeah. Um, for Detroit, last thing, like their offense is still good. I still would love to see them in the playoffs, even though it's a tough shot. If Washington loses one of their last two games and Detroit and Green Bay both win next week, it'll be Green Bay Detroit week 18 for the last playoff spot, which would be something to see. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's what I'm hoping that it, the state comes down to, but Hopefully we win this weekend and then, you know, Just Packers stick. have to play spoiler. Yeah. Make them play Jordan Love. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. On to the next one. I'm probably one of the few people uh, outside of Atlanta and Baltimore who can say who had no real stake in this game, but this was one of the main games I had on the red zone. This was honestly like the main game I was watching during the one o'clock slate just because I wanted to see Desmond Ritter. Uh, Ravens 17, Falcons 9. You know, Atlanta, Desmond Ritter wasn't great, but he was a lot better. He was a lot better than that first start, which was ugly. He he actually made, when I was watching, he made some really nice throws in this game. Gave me some reason to be optimistic. He finished 22-33, 218, no TDs, no picks. Um, they were just awful. In the, Atlanta should have won this game. Like I said, I watched most of it, and they got in the red zone multiple times, and they had it late in the game. They had a fourth and goal at the one, couldn't score. I mean, they, they got down. They had, like, first and goal on, like, the one or two that series and couldn't score. Atlanta kind of just shot themselves in the foot. Ritter did have a really dumb intentional grounding that uh, made them settle for a field goal. So they left a lot of points on the board. They should have won this one. The Ravens' offense continues to be disgusting with Tyler Huntley, but their defense is really good, and they do just enough to win. They clinch a playoff spot. What were your thoughts on this one? Sorry that you had to watch this game, first of all. Um, After, I chose to, I chose to watch this game just because I wanted to see Desmond Ritter. <laughs> I don't know if that makes uh, you a bad man. It's starting to make you sound like a madman, doesn't it? <laughs> when you start saying it out loud. Especially when we already had our doubts last week. I texted my close friend, that's a Falcons friend, Falcons fan, and I told him I was starting to on a scale of one to ten, I'm at like a three or four with Desmond Ritter concern right now. I came in to this week with zero because I was hoping that he would do at least a little bit of something against the Ravens. But like you were saying, there was a couple of I mean, some of them were, yeah, rookie mistakes, like intentional grounding. Like those are things, those are kinks that you would hope that he would overcome. But it's still no like splash big play that you want to see from a franchise quarterback that we've always been talking about. So just, just, you know, I feel like at this point, I'm like, I'm more concerned. Can this guy get out the box, you know, and, and you know, expand his game or are we still going to see him conservative? Cause who knows what the Falcons might do this off season. I don't know what their draft situation might be. Cause if they come out on the bottom of their division, I mean, that's still a very low division that they're in. They only got five wins. So, <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, Desmond Ritter is on a – he's on a clock already, I feel like, as it is. This is my, this is my take right now. I feel like he might be already on the clock because we waited so long to see him. And he was, what, a third, second – third round pick? Round pick, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I mean, they didn't take too much of a risk on him. So. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you on that. It's um I like you said, I he was a lot better than the first game and he he made some really nice throws. Like he, he looked like a, a competent quarterback in this game. Like it's enough to make me like, okay, like let's see how he does these last two games. 
I really just don't understand like why they didn't put him in sooner. It's like it's not like Mariota was lighting the world on fire. And like when I watch him in this game, I'm like, I mean, that's as good, if not better, than Mariota was in most games this year. Like, yes, they only had nine points and he was far from perfect, but like he he was a he improved. And like this was not I don't put that loss completely on him. Like there was a lot of other people on the Falcons that made mistakes. Drake London also had a big fumble. He's really good, but he's a fumble machine. He had a big fumble last week too. I did see a couple highlight catches of the Desmond Ritter London connection. I yeah. sent that to my buddy. I was like, that is something that you can start looking forward to because I saw London had like a sweet catch. Like he was in double coverage, but he just mossed him and you could tell and it was like for the red zone, you know, that down into the red zone. I was like, God damn. I was like, that is something that they can that Falcons fans can get used to. Hopefully uh they can get something going in Kyle Pitts next season. But yeah. Yeah. I no, I mean, like you said, he's kind of. It does feel like he's already on a short leash because he was only a third round pick. As someone who, like I've said, I don't love this quarterback draft. It is better than last year's, but they're gonna have a high pick. I would, I, I mean, just from what I saw in this game, we'll see how he finishes. But I would give Ritter. I would roll with Ritter next year because their defense is also so bad. It's not like they have a good roster. Like they have so many other holes. So I would, I would roll with Ritter next year personally and see what he's got. But you I would know, hope they would too. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I would hope they would too. Um, and I think like I was saying earlier in the season, I think the reason why we saw Mariota is because of the Rogers effect, you know, like they're still competitive. They were still in a competitive NFC South. So it was like, Hey, we kind of have a solid, I guess I would say vet at this point. Yeah. A solid role player and a quarterback and Mariota, you know, but I try just... and win us some games and keep us in contention. He did that. But at the same time, you only won five games. So that's why yeah. you're in Ritter. And they're still in contention, <laughs> you know. So that's well, now they're eliminated. Like, now they're eliminated. Are now. they? They're officially yeah. eliminated. Because the oh, Bucks okay. won, so they're eliminated. But you know, it was like, it's still, you know, like now that they can finally, I guess, hopefully they'll help Ritter. Watch Ritter. Go, hopefully they'll help Ritter go off next week. Is now he doesn't have to worry about a playoff push. You can just go off and develop. But yeah. man, I'm with you, Colby. I was always with you on that. Why? Why it took us so long to see him? Yeah. But no, I think we'll see how he finishes, but we may have that bandwagon driving into next year. For the Ravens, you know, I just need to see. I'm getting a little worried if Lamar if Lamar doesn't – because we thought he might come back for this game. If he's still not back for the Pittsburgh game, like, it's kind of, like, a little bit weird. Like, they haven't really given a clear timeline when he's going to be back. And if I was a Ravens fan, we'll talk to Christian on Thursday, but – I would be getting a little concerned, especially if he doesn't come back for the Steelers game. I would be very concerned that, like, is he even going to be able to play in the playoffs? Yeah, how well, how good is he going to be? How ready is he going to be for the playoffs? You know, that's a one-and-done situation. Is he going to be rusty? Is he going to be, you know, good to go? What is – what's going on here? I'm with you. I have the same kind of concerns for the Ravens right now, honestly. And – yeah, it's it's a tough spot to put the Ravens in right now, especially when I was considering my power rankings. Yeah. All right, Jalen. So on to the next game here. Bear with me a second as I pull this up. My computer's kind of oh. spazzing cool. out. While you do that, I can. Uh, I did some. I did my research. It was going to be Falcon. I mean, not Falcons. Chargers. Rams. That was the game that got flexed. Out. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Battle of LA. So <laughs> that yeah. one also makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> That was the Sunday night flex. That's like the we'll talk about the Christmas games in a second, but they've gotten unlucky with how they scheduled some of these primetime games down the stretch. 
which like honest mistakes for who people thought was going to be good. Okay. Ah, here we go. The the Houston Texans, 19. The Tennessee Titans, 14. The Texans have a master. I called that one. I called that one. And a tie. You did call that one. I thought the Titans, I mean, if they're going to have a get-right game, it's got to be this one. Malik, to start this game, Malik Willis. And like we said, he was raw. Man, he is bad. Like, I don't know if he's even going to get a chance to be the guy of the future, to be honest. Like, yes, he needs some more development, but – and he's very athletic. He had a nice rushing touchdown in this game, but I'm trying to pull up the stats right now. But, like, he he is not a capable throw. He had to throw late, and he threw a bad pick that ended the game. Um, I, I was going back and looking at my QB rankings from this draft, the initial one I did, and I believe I had – I might have had, I can't remember if I had Willis two or Ritter two and pick it one, but I think we kind of nailed that. Like Ritter is better than Willis. Pickett to me is the best, obviously. Um, Willis was good lord. I'm trying to pull up this box score. Hang on, here we go. Yeah, but like they literally won't let him throw. Like he threw. Like, he ended up having to throw late. He threw 23 passes in the first. Like most, I was watching this game. Almost to halftime, he'd only thrown like three passes. He goes 14 of 23, 99 yards, no TDs, two picks. Derrick Henry tried his best to win this game, and Willis rushed for 43 yards and a touchdown. But And Davis Mills was, you know, he was all right. He wasn't spectacular. The bandwagon's still dead. But credit to the Texans. This was a nice, nice prideful win for them to finally beat the Titans. Yeah, finally beat the Titans. You know, Derrick Henry, he ripped one off early in the game, and then they finally, you know, almost looked like, you know, the old telltale of Derrick Henry just stomping all over the Texans all by himself. And then they finally actually put a, put a lid on them, you know? They actually started to play football and actually looked like they could, you know, win a game. And guess what? They did. I was so happy, man. Uh, Davis Mills was the quarterback favorite coming into this game, even though the Titans as a team was favored. But, I mean, when we were looking at the quarterback matchup, I think we both knew – the eliteness in Davis Mills that was hidden that we just we knew would show up for this one time because we I think we both know his time is very limited as well in this league. Both these quarterbacks actually that played this game with probably all quarterbacks that would have played this game. So I think Ryan Tannehill right now is in jeopardy as well. Oh yeah. So uh, it's it you know for the Titans they're on red alert. If I'm not that I mean obviously because of what happened on Thursday night and how beautiful the Jags are and living up to my take of now America's team, Colby. Um, I think they're going to take the AFC side of your America's team take. They're going to be the AFC one. I have no Um, problem with that. So, I really, I'm I'm rallying for the Jags, but also, I kind of want to see how the Titans respond, because they do face each other one more time coming up here. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. The other weird thing, so the Jags have the tiebreaker because they won the first time. So they're both 7-8 and eight because of Jacksonville winning on Thursday and Tennessee losing this game. It's made it like a weird situation, I guess, with how the tiebreakers are where neither of their games this week even really matter. Like, so no matter what happens in both their games, whether one loses, the other wins, they both lose, they both win, no matter what happens, the winner of their Week 18 game wins this division. So it's literally a playoff game, Week 18 which is kind of funny that, like, there's just no awesome. in this game, their games this week. But, yeah, so it's literally a win and you're in Titans-Jags. And if – I mean, if Malik Willis – no disrespect, but if Malik Willis is starting, the Jags are going to win that game. 
Probably. You're telling, yeah, I was going to say, you're telling me it's going to be Malik Willis versus Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) That one, uh, that one's, and also, that's going to also be a huge shot to the Liberty football program that they're trying to build up over there. Because this is, this was the first quarterback that anyone has probably taken from Liberty, and it's not really turning out too hot. Not yet. I mean, it was, like we said, he was raw. He needed to sit. Like, he shouldn't be out there. Like, could he still maybe be something someday? Maybe, but I don't know. Like, it's so bad where I kind of doubt it. Like, even the quarterbacks yeah. who come in raw, like Josh Allen, like, showed you more than, like, like, they literally won't let, they are afraid to let him throw oh. the ball. You saw why when he had to. Colby, Colby, the Titans are in big trouble, dude. They have to play that game at Jacksonville. Oh, my goodness. This can be rocking. Duval is going to be rocking. Especially if you, like you said, it's going to be a playoff atmosphere game. For those fans, that's potentially two playoff games back-to-back that they get at home. <laughs> like, if we're putting it into this type of terms, like, that's what they're getting. And the Packers, I mean, they got two they're, – they're, all their games are at home, too, for these next couple of weeks. So it's going to be fun to talk about them here coming up as well. Yeah. All right. So, man, yeah, the AFC South, that's going to be a fun finish. Ugly, ugly game from the uh, Titans. Okay. Yeah. Oh, four o'clock slate. All right. So, uh I guess to start this one, it turns out my dreams do not have any clairvoyant power and they mean nothing. So next time I have a dream about the outcome of the game, I'll know that it's just a meaningless dream because the Niners, the commanders did not win or cover. (laughs) My upset pick falls through. Um, Yeah, you know, 37-20, the Brockett ship keeps on rolling. He's still never lost. Rocket ship, okay. Uh, uh, Heineke got replaced for Wentz in this game. I'm not even sure who's going to start oh, the game. I got something it's the to say about game. That. Bizarre's for a team that's currently got the last wild card spot to have a quarterback controversy. Um, yeah, man. All uh, that was the Niners continue to be very impressive. Brock Purdy's been better than Jimmy G was this year, for being real. Uh, he, he, yeah. he used to be awesome. The Niners just have a super team. Their roster is so loaded. Their top two team in the NFC to me and could very well win the NFC with Brock Purdy, which is crazy. Um, this was another very impressive performance. Heineke, it's weird, kind of weird they benched him. Look at his stats. I didn't get to watch him right. last game. It wasn't awful. Yeah. Um, and Wentz actually played okay. Dude. But, so yeah, they're <sighs> just a juggernaut. They keep on rolling. Dude, I was so frustrated when I saw – Ron Rivera bench Heineke. Um, I don't know if the game was completely out of reach at that point, but you have to understand that 49ers defense is it's really stinking good. You know, you have to at least you have to at least acknowledge that coming into this game, that they were going to be really good. And Heineke, I guess, put up 14 points. And by that time, let's see, yeah, it was the third quarter. And everything, and they were down 21 14. So, and they benched him. And that's what I'm saying because the next score that came was going to be from Carson Wentz. So, they, they benched him. And I, I was very disappointed in Ron Rivera. In my opinion, it was, it just, just reminded me that he struggles when it comes to quarterback decisions. It just reminded me how he handled Cam Newton and stuff. And honestly, they, they were kind of going through some of the struggles when. He first got to the Washington Commanders of just trying to find a quarterback. So, on it was uh, Chase, Chase Young did have a big impact in this game at first because that's what held the 49ers to no scoring, I think, in the first quarter. But 
besides that, yeah, I mean, 49ers outclassed them. And we were all on the commander's wave. It was a big old meme alert here for us. Yeah, I should have known better than to trust the commanders and my own dreams. Um, that Especially was... when the house rides it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that I really don't, yeah, I really didn't get the, like, just roll with Heineke at this point. I don't know what's going to happen down the stretch. Right? I understand the appeal of Wentz, but neither of them I don't like. Eventually, you're going to have to find a quarterback to be the guy who's not on the roster. But, you know, Washington's been looking since RG3 for years for a quarterback. So, um, or no, they had Kirk Cousins for that little span. I, I forgot about that. Kirk Cousins was their answer. They just didn't want to pay him. Yeah, they should have paid him. Imagine, how, imagine they would have been a consistent team. They would have been still 7-7 seven and seven probably with Kirk Cousins. Like, at oh, least each year, you probably would have. This year, they, probably, would they would have been 500 at least. They would always be 500 with yeah. Kirk Cousins at least. Like this, we would have never had any quarterback controversy going on in Washington. <laughs> like they have a legit roster. They have a real weapon. Like we've talked about, oh. that. Like, they could be really fun if they nailed. Terry Terry would have been probably like Justin Jefferson right now if he had Kirk Cousins. Yeah, he's having a great year, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is having a great year. But I mean, just like you know, he just doesn't have Kirk Cousins throwing to him. Yeah, no, they should. They should. You're right. Like that seems like. Some people might think that's dumb to say, but yeah, they should have they should have paid Kirk Cousins. Um that's crazy to say. That's crazy to say, yeah. <laughs> that is crazy to say. Okay. All right. On to the game of the week. Dallas 40, Eagles 34. This was a surprising shootout. Gardner Minshew put up a bunch of points. Uh, but Dak leads the comeback, lights it up after throwing an early bad pick six. He was really good the rest of the way. You know, I mean. Minshew was in, and the Eagles' offense still lit it up. Um, but very impressive that Dallas was able to put up this many points on their defense. This is a really good win for Dallas. I think we mostly, or I at least you were the Dallas, Dallas supporter. Yeah, was on Minshew. I know I liked Dallas. I was um, with Minshew, man. I'm a little heartbroken. Yeah, I mean he played good. It looked like they were going to have it for a while. This was a very impressive game for Dak and a big win for the Cowboys. Still don't know how much I trust him down the stretch, but it shows you their upside is crazy high. Like this, even though Minshew was playing, like the Eagles are still loaded. Um, so this is a very big, good win for the Cowboys. Very big win. Yeah, and the Eagles have a defense that not to joke about. You know, they have a very solid team over there. And Cowboys, they were down big. They were down ten points early, and it was already starting to shape out to be a classic Dallas fall game, fall apart game. And you know, where they're in the big spotlight moment and you know everyone's watching, and they just didn't pull through. But guess what? They rallied through, and it was. A, it was a fun game to watch, man. It was a good game. Um, Gardner, he fought to the end, man. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Eagles are going to bounce back with these injuries that they got going on right now. They're getting them at the wrong time of the season. But uh, it doesn't sound like nothing too major, it sounds like, though. It looks like they're just going to be out for like one or two weeks. Might be a whole little, they already clinched the playoffs. You tweak something, might as well just rest them type situation, in my opinion. But uh also, you got to remember these Cowboys, man. The only Eagles only clinched the spot, and it hasn't clinched any division. So <laughs> this does this opens up a lot of doors for just making everything interesting. And well, again. yes, that that is true. But the Eagles only have to win one more game, and then they do. Clinch. Yeah, they just have to win the game, and they own the division. Yeah, they play the Saints this week. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> right, this is a very big win for Dallas. I'm like, good times for the Cow. The Cowboys could. E- should be in position to make a deep playoff run. They, 
but you know they they are um they're still the Cowboys, so you can't fully trust them. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, and the Eagles lost Lane Johnson, which to an injury. I think that's he's one of a big maybe, injury. Yeah. Maybe be back for the playoffs. We'll see. But uh, that so yeah, that is big. Mm-hmm. Yep, like I said, they dealing with a couple, little bit of an injury bug right now for the Eagles, but maybe they're just getting set up at the same time. It's it's not like they, like you said, all they need is just one win, and they got the division, and they don't even have to go through the whole wild card nonsense. Um. Yeah. All right. Okay. Almost through it here. Uh, this Christmas Eve night game. All right. The classic. The uh, Franco Harris game. The Steelers 13, Raiders 10. Steelers were down like this whole game. Things were strong. They were struggling. Um, and then they the defense played really well, picked off Derek Carr three times. They stormed back. Kenny Pickett was money on the last drive of the game, leads the comeback. Um, I mean, the Steelers had to win this game. Like that would have been that would have been sad had they lost it. You knew they were trying to to win it for Franco. That was just a great moment for them to win. They're still technically alive, even though they're not really alive. But that was awesome. That was great. You just refuse to believe that they're alive. That was very, it was very <laughs> sad. No, they're alive. I know the exact scenario that they need. I'll tell you here in a second. Um, but, yeah, that was that was awesome. And, and Kenny Pickett was good. Like, even when I was watching it, even when their offense, as they do, failed to capitalize drives, he had one bad pick. But other than that, he was pretty good in this game. He was making throws. He was making plays outside the pocket, extending plays. He played a lot better than Derek Carr, um, and he got it done in the clutch. Pickens, Pickens finally had a nice game, had a touchdown. They got it to him more. So yeah, that was a great win. That was that was awesome to see them win it at the end. Even though it won't mean a ton in the grand scheme of things, it's great to see them get it for Franco. Well, you eliminated the Raiders from playoff contention, so that's a good thing in the grand scheme of things. Um, proving that Josh McDaniels once again cannot be a playoff uh, team coach, but. Uh, yeah, man. Another big grand scheme of things. Mike Tomlin's 500 streak, baby. It's still alive. We dismissed it early, but it's still alive. He can still get to 500 somehow. He just has to win out. And at first we scoffed at it, but hey, it's if Tyler Huntley's starting next week, um, it's looking more and more possible. <laughs> So what's this uh playoff scenario looking like for you? Okay, yes. So they need so they need some help, but it's it's very specific. They only they because the problem is that they lost to the Dolphins, Jets, and the Patriots. All three in very close games that they should have won all three. If had they won those games, they'd be comfortably in the playoffs. But you know, ifs and buts were candy and nuts. So they need so the Patriots and the Dolphins play this week. They need the Patriots to beat the Dolphins. Well, the Steelers first have to win out. They have to beat Baltimore and Cleveland the last two games, obviously. Then they need the Patriots to beat Miami this week and the Jets to lose to Seattle. And then next week, they need uh, the Jets to beat Miami and the Patriots to lose to Buffalo. So those are doable. It's doable, but it's it's very you know, it's doable. You're rooting for Seattle, though. That's the only thing I hesitate on is rooting for yeah. Seattle with Mike White coming back. This Jets team's about to be wrapped up, but oh man, it's uh, it sounds doable, especially I'm especially thinking of just Mike Tomlin's streak. Like I said, you got the Browns after 
it's, uh, it's very possible to keep that bad boy alive. Yeah. Last thing I'll say on the Steelers, I hope they – it's going to be fun to watch that Sunday night game. Um, They released a clip of Mike Tomlin, like, mic'd up from the game, like, that I saw today. And he was kind of like – he's, like, hyping up, talking about, like, this is, like, a, mo- a growing up moment for the team or something. And he just had one line where he was, like – he said, I could be – I could be wearing steel-toed boots working in a shipyard in Norfolk right now. And I was like, what? I was like, that's hilarious. Like, I love Mike Tomlin so much. Like, his quotes are just phenomenal. It's so funny because he he did go to school out in Virginia. Yeah, he's Mary from Walsh, right? Virginia. Yeah, he went to William & Mary. William & Mary, there it is. Yeah, the other old school. Yeah, so that was, uh, so that was funny, but... We'll see how they finish, but yeah, this was a great emotional win. All right, Jalen, on to one that we'll have a little bit, probably talk a little bit about. He just won't die. 26-20. Your father, I said it. Aaron Rodgers. I said it. He won't die. He's still alive. They rally. They beat him. It. And everything around him just is falling into place. And if he runs the table, you know, Washington, I'm sure will lose one of these last two, and he could get in. So how are you feeling uh, as he uh, remains remains alive in spite of how – I said it. I, I said it last week. I said it on Thursday. They were my statement pick. Um, the Packers were my statement win. I said it on Thursday. I said this This is a bad, bad man that we're dealing with right now. Um, we were going to deal with some – we were going to go in. He's starting to gear up and get ready to go, make one last push. Um, also, another thing I want to take away from this game is – Tua's Tua's down again. Tua got hurt again, and he's in the concussion protocol. It seems so. The Dolphins are in red alert right now because speaking about that playoff scenario that you were just talking about, the Dolphins are one of those teams you got to keep an eye on. And here comes the Packers. You know, they uh, they they come out, they win this game, and they're putting their hats right back into the ring of the playoff chase. We said, I like I said, I hate to say that I said it so many times, but. He's coming, and I knew he was coming, Colby. That's why. I just knew he was. So it's like now it's all up to us to beat him on this next game. It's going to be interesting to talk about on Thursday. And it's all those games are going to be at Lambeau. So he's going to be nice and comfortable at home trying to figure out how can he um, get himself into the playoffs. Yeah, it just it really does just kind of feel inevitable, like – the way things have played out, if he if he does get in, I mean, I wouldn't want any part of the Packers if I'm one of those NFC teams compared to the teams that like the other teams that could get that spot. Um, for Miami, yeah, for Tua, that feels really bad that he has another concussion. Um, and like he threw this game away like late with all those picks, it was awful. But if you look at like the play when they're saying it happened, like he was good before that, and then he was terrible the rest of the way. So now like. He was concussed. Like that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Hope he's okay. We'll see if he's able to play the rest of the way. But yeah, they it's all falling apart. They could be in some real trouble. Like they could legitimately miss the playoffs now, which is crazy after they were what, like eight and three to start? They were yeah, rolling. Solid start. Yeah. They were rolling, man. And it's just crazy how it's just all coming apart. That winter take of yours is really starting to bite them in the ass, man, right now. <laughs> It is. And this one, I mean, it was snowing in Miami, which is just how crazy the weather was this weekend. But <laughs> yeah, I told you, I told you Packers will be comfortable there. 
Uh, it was all it were. all spelled Rogers, man. Even the it all just spelled Rogers this game. It all just spelled it out. Yeah. No, you're right. Okay, we'll get to, we'll do these next couple pretty quick because they aren't very fun. Um, well, this one's kind of fun just because of how ridiculous it was. Rams fifty-one, Broncos fourteen. Uh, Baker Mayfield played like one of the best games of his career. He was unbelievable. He picked the Broncos defense apart. Meanwhile, Mister Limited Russell Wilson, uh, he started the game zero for three with two picks and was terrible the whole way. I mean, it just goes from bad to worse in Denver. And then the other story, oh, yeah, they fire Hackett. This one was so bad that they were like, all right, we got to fire the coach. Like, the team's quit on him. So it just keeps getting worse and worse in Denver. I'm sure that was a fun Christmas for you out there in Colorado to see the uh, to see the, the continued just downward spiral of the vibes out there. I mean, it wasn't that bad. I mean, luckily the Celtics and Bucks were playing. So we got to watch that game until that game got a little bit out of hand. Um, it was, it was not, I only watched like maybe half of the first quarter, maybe if, maybe the whole quarter, if that, I know we did not touch the second quarter. Cause by then it was just, like you said, just gross. And, uh, Baker, man, he didn't even have to punt the ball this game. You know, that's how on fire he is. He's sitting into the McVay offense, no wristband. Some people were saying, um, hey man, like, like I mentioned earlier, this team, it can have a chance to. Really get he can have a chance to have a second home here, you know, and really be the backup. Learn from Stafford a little, little bit. Stafford gets dinged up again. He'll be a solid guy to go back into there. And who knows how long Stafford's going to be around. And I guarantee you, McVay will be comfortable with Mayfield moving forward if he knows the system pretty well. Yeah. Oh, you know, I totally agree with you on that. If I was Baker, I would want to come back to the Rams with how much better he's. I mean, look how bad he was in Carolina. And then he gets picked up midseason by the Rams. And even with all the injuries and how bad they've been, he's been he's had one bad game and two really good games. I mean, yeah. he was unbelievable in this game. So it also just does show like how much coaching really does matter when it comes to quarterback play. Because like how mm-hmm. much of a difference is it from going from that rule to Sean McVay? Uh pretty big difference, as it turns out. And Kevin Stefanski, too. Like Stefanski's playbook wasn't that exciting as well compared to McVay's. Yeah, but, I mean, Stavansky had some good moment. Like, he was better than Matt Rule. But, yeah, no, so you're right about that. So, yeah, if I was Baker, especially – and Stafford does have an injury history as well, and he's an older guy. So, I would definitely be trying to stick with the Rams. But we'll see kind of what happens in the offseason there. All right, two more. Um, this one was just predictably gross and disgusting, and the Bucks still won. 1916, they were down like 10 going into the fourth. And, you know, Brady pulled it out barely and won. The Bucks still have not looked good, but they're still on top of the South for another week. They got their huge game with Carolina next week in the worst division, one maybe ever. Um, Arizona with Trace McSorley, like it's a, I mean they're just so bad. JJ Watt retired. This was he announced this was his last home game. He came out today. Um, Trace McSorley, you know he he tried. He did his best. wasn't quite enough. Brady threw two picks. Like he wasn't great in this game. The Bucks' offense is still very gross. I mean, it went to overtime, but they squeak it out. You know, I mean, we'll see what happens with them against Carolina. If Brady somehow still goes on a deep playoff run with how bad they've been just because of this division, I am going to be pretty upset. I'll say that. Uh, I'm also going to say that uh, Trace McSorley covered, so uh, he wasn't that bad. 
the shout out tricking is sorely. Uh, but Bucks, man, it's it's almost just like Rodgers. The old goats are just keeping their heads around for a little bit longer than they should. <clears throat> but Colby, I don't think uh, I don't think we need to fear too much because I think I, I have a little bit more confidence in Dallas going into Tampa Bay this time around yeah. than last time. No, yeah, I don't fear too much. I'm just like there's a little lingering bit of fear just from my many, many traumatic experiences of being scarred. Oh, all the BS that we had to deal with. Yeah, I agree with. Yeah, there's a lot of BS in that history that we had to experience. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's, yeah. We'll see how it happens with them. I really hope Carolina beats them. Not sure if they will, but we'll see how that goes. For Arizona, I mean, just terrible. But, you know, hey, they're going to have a really high draft pick and probably a new coach. So, you know, we'll see how that goes for them. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe a, the new coach part would be a huge maybe. We'll see how that one goes. It's almost like the guy who got fired from Texas Tech maybe wasn't cut out to coach in the NFL. He had some moments, but I think it's over. Yeah, he did have some moments. Um, it's not like he fell apart, though, when, it's, when it mattered the most, where you know your coaching is needed and to make yeah. that push to inspire your players to, you know, Make it and win a game in the in December to win a game in December. Yeah, cool. All right, last game, and then we'll get to our power rankings. Chargers twenty, Colts three. Monday night football. I mean, what more can you say? Nick Foles turns out not a lot left in the old Nick Foles tank. He was horrendous. The Colts are horrendous. It's this year has just gone so badly for the Colts. Jeff Saturday, terrible. Y'all made fun of me. Mm-hmm. When I didn't want to give him his credit after they beat the Raiders, he still has not won a game since then. Um, and the Chargers, they clinched the playoff spot. Herbert will finally be in the playoffs, even though they haven't always looked very pretty the last couple of weeks. They've been getting their wins. Um, so that's the big storyline to me. I mean, even though it feels like they should have won this game by more with how bad the Colts are, like they won comfortably, and it's awesome that Herbert's going to be in the playoffs. And Brandon Staley now probably going to keep his job since they are in the playoffs. It does feel that way. So props to him. <laughs> he might. I think the standard has to be he has to win a playoff game, Colby. I don't think a, I don't think making the playoffs is enough to save him. I think with the quarterback and the talent that they have, they have to at least take one game, or else the media won't be happy. I feel like I yeah. feel like I feel like a lot of people won't be satisfied with them just getting one and done, like getting in and getting out. But yeah, this is a great game for Herbo, man. Clinch the playoff for. Uh, Jeff Saturday, he's uh, shipping in to go back into ESPN. Or yeah, I was like, going to say, looks, I think so, he'll, they'll get him back. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like that that, tra- that trial run is almost over. Um, he came in to fill in the spot. I don't think, he, I don't think he'll be back next season. But, uh, yeah, yeah that, that's pretty much all that's really re- left to say about that one. Yeah. All right. You ready to knock out some power rankings? The good stuff? Yeah, man, I'll be ready. All right. I got mine ready whenever you are. All right. Ah, let me get in position here. <laughs> Colby, before we uh, officially kick off the rankings, I got two teams that I want to just mention right off the bat that will not be on this power ranking. Okay. Um, Probably one of them is the Lions. I put them at number 12 this week. I think they're not on the good. door, but... Yeah, I was about to say, knocking on the door, but, you know, they got to do got some work to do because they did lose pretty big to those Panthers, but I do believe in the rally. 
and the Ravens just because um, they got them at 11 just because of what's going on with Lamar and the questions that we have with them. But they still are a good team that are winning games with despite them through the defense. So, all right. Are you ready, Colton? I'm ready. All right. At number 10 for with 16 power rankings. Jalen has the Jacksonville Jaguars. I put the Jags at number 10. I think it might be a little low, but just because of what's going on. But at the same time, it's a lot of growing pain. I'm thinking they, they did have a little bit of growing stints going on. But at the same time, I'm hyped to see what they're getting into. I got Jags at 10. Number 10 for Colby. I also have the Jags at 10. Um, yeah, I root everything you said. They're they're still only seven and eight, so I couldn't I thought about putting them a spot higher, but they still have a losing record. But Trevor Lawrence is amazing. Like they have a superstar quarterback in their offense and a really good coach with their offense. I feel like they can win any game. I think no one would be surprised the way they've been playing if they do get in. If they they think they should win beat Tennessee for the South, and no one would be surprised, I don't think, if they won a playoff game with the way Trevor Lawrence has played. So I got the Jags 10. There you go. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. Lawrence is on fire. At number nine, it's that bad, bad man, Colby. I'm putting the Packers at number nine just because of the spite that of the <laughs> fact that I'm just going to be aware of him rallying his way into the playoffs if it does happen. So him at number nine, they're getting into the right groove of things. They're on a little bit of a, on a roll here. Get the Packers at nine for number nine for Colby. Um, I do not have the Packers in mind. I'll just go ahead and tell you my number nine. You said you left them off. I got the Ravens. I keep dropping them a little bit because again, it is concerning if with Lamar's injury, but I'm assuming he's going to be back by the playoffs. That could change. We'll see what happens this next week. Their defense is still really good, as ugly as their offense has been, and they're still finding a way to win games. They're going to be in the playoffs, and if Lamar is back, I think they'll be very much dangerous. It is concerning, which is why I've dropped them to nine. This is a pretty low. I think I had them at like seven or eight last week. Um, so they're down to nine in my rankings, but still kept them in there because they keep winning and they do have a really good defense. I agree. I agree. Great defense. This was took them. That's why it was hard. That's why I was saying it was hard for me to keep pick them off this list and figure them out. But without Lamar, for me personally, this offense just stinks. Um, <laughs> at number eight, I got the L.A. Chargers at number eight. Might be honestly a little low in some people's power rankings, but I think number eight is a nice, comfortable spot for them. They didn't blow out the Colts in the outstanding fashion that I wanted them to, but. You got the job done to get the playoff berth. There you go. For number eight for Colby. Well, maybe too low for some people, but not for me, because I also have the Chargers number eight in my rankings. Um, you know, they're getting healthier. I think Bosa's back now. Um, there's still some real questions, and it's definitely ugly at times. But, again, I've kept faith in him all year just because of Herbert. He's so good. And I think they're, they're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. Could easily see them winning a game. Maybe two if things go really well. Don't have full trust in them, but they're a really good team. They deserve to be up here, so I got them eight as well. All right. I'm hoping this one causes a little bit of more of a rumble here because at number seven, I have the San Francisco 49ers. 
Yeah, I I'm I'm gonna pump I'm pumping that the brakes on low. a little bit. Uh, oh yeah, I know it's a little low, but it's still Brock Purdy, and we're getting ready for the playoffs here, and we're talking about teams that we gotta be trusting in the playoffs. All right, this system and this team is so, it's so good. Like it is a really good team. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like I want to see. Uh, for me personally. I think when if time when that I need them to play a game that matters, first of all. They've been blowing their guys out left and right. And it just seems like let's see, week fifteen, the 49ers played I don't know, the Seahawks, okay. That was done deal. And then they played the Commanders. I mean, yes, we kinda agree that the Commanders are a playoff team, but we both don't have them on our power rankings. So I have the 49ers at number seven. Wow. So for number seven, Colby. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Um, my number seven, I've got your Minnesota Vikings. I still don't fully trust them because they have won all these close games. Their offense is still really good, but the defense still gives me major concerns, which is why I had them up a, a spot, I think, from last time we did this, but they're good. They're good. They're gonna be in the mix in the NFC. Um, love their offense, but I just I can't trust them because of this defense and does feel like at some point the magic's going to run out with these one score games so i've got them at seven um but they have had a really good year yeah love it and oh and those when it matters you know love it and oh clutch time so we'll see how it all boils down but at number six we have the buffalo bills putting the bills right there they got their they got that push away victory this is actually moving them up i'm pretty sure on my list compared to the last last one we had a couple weeks ago Still had our little bit of doubts from them because they were on a little bit of a tough stretch, but they are on the up up in my opinion, and uh, they're getting right. They're getting their groove on, and I think if they do, if they handle business going into the playoffs, I really like the chances that the Bills have going forward, and I wouldn't be surprised if they somehow took my leader, took my standings. But um, for me right now, I'm having them at number six. So at number six for Colby. All right, so I'm going to try to go quick here. we got about five minutes, and I'll be okay. real quick on this one because I also have the Bills number six. Um, they have not moved for me the last three times we've done this. They've still been six. I still have all the same questions. Like, the upside is really high. They're obviously really good, but the turnovers are still a big problem, and they're winning, but it's never hasn't been really pretty the last month, two months. Um, I just have too many doubts about them compared to the – too many concerns compared to these teams that I have above them, so I couldn't – even though they keep winning, I still can't move them up any higher than six. All right, Colby. And I'm I'm on the same thought process when I put this next team at number five. Da-na-na, speed version. Vikings. I have the Vikings at number five. Um, better than the Bills. I haven't played the Niners, but they got one win more, so I'm taking that. And we got Kirk Cousins. Um, defense shows up when it matters the most, even though it breaks my heart that this defense can't stop a feather from falling to the ground. But – um, I'm going to go ahead and say number five because I, they do 11-0 when it matters. For number five, Colby. I mean, that's fair enough. My number five, I also didn't change this one. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Even though they had a really good win over Philly, their upside is really high. I, like, it's been really good, but there's still ugly moments. Dax had his interception problems. And they're really, really – their ceiling is so high, which is why I keep them up here. Could easily make a playoff run, but I just – you cannot trust them. You just cannot trust them. So I still can't put them any higher than five, even though they had a nice win. All right, Cole. Well, I got to pump the brakes on you. 
because I'm going to do a little bit of a switcheroo. The team that lost that game is at number four for me, and it's the Eagles. I have the Eagles at number four. They're a little banged up, which is what we were talking about at the moment. They are banged up. So, I, in my opinion, I think they're going to be rested up. But Dallas is a true threat to you right now. If I'm the Eagles, I am definitely on caution on playing the on the Cowboys anywhere, probably. Whether it's in, I don't think it's going to be in Jerry World. I think it's going to be in Philly. But I think Dallas will give them a run. So, number four for you, Cole. Yeah, no, that's fair. I also have dropped the Eagles a little bit, but not all the way to four. My four is also – I didn't change four through six at all. I got the Niners still fourth. Their roster is still so unbelievable. Yes, there's the Brock Purdy questions, which are real questions, but I don't know if we're going to see him in a tough spot, maybe until, like, what, the NFC Championship game? Because it's just their roster is just so dominant, so much better, and he's been good. He's playing really well. I couldn't drop him. I also can't put him above the top three teams because of Brock Purdy, but they remain a juggernaut, so I kept him at four. I know. As I say, they are rolling with him. I don't blame you. I don't blame you for that. All right, number three for me. It's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. That's where they ended up falling on my list. This is the highest NFC ranking team at the moment on my list. Just to give you guys a little bit of a heads up. Uh, Colby, who do you got at number three? I no still much got... of a reason for me. Uh, no, that's fine. we got two-minute drill here. I got the Eagles down at three, down from one, because of the injuries, because of Jalen Hurts. And they did lose to Dallas. They're still really good. They still almost won with Gardner Minshew against Dallas. So I didn't want to drop them too far. If Hertz comes back, and he should be back for the playoffs, if he's back 100%, I still think they're the best team in the NFC, even spite of the issues. So I, I kept them up there, but they're down to three for me. All right, Colby. This one's going to be an informative question. Is it the same as last time, Bengals won, Chiefs two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yep. that is how mine is as well. Yeah, I still have Bengals as well. Nothing changes for me um, for this last one. Final thoughts, Colby, since we are finally wrapping up in this two-minute drill. Yeah, sorry we had to speed through that. That was good. Uh, my final thoughts, we've touched on it. What a Christmas Day win for the Denver Nuggets, who are currently sit atop the Western Conference. It's all smiles from here. Jokic was 41-15-15. and 15. Great Christmas present. they got to play the beam team tonight on the road, so that's going to be tough. We'll see how that goes. Um, but loving what I'm seeing Something from Denver. Like we'll talk more basketball Thursday. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to talking more basketball in this interesting slate of games because the playoffs are upon us. Everyone's making this playoff push. Hopefully we get some NFL detectives, true detectives coming up soon for us before before some most of these teams are eliminated, even though like half of them are. All right, well, thanks for watching, everyone. It was some good stuff as always, Colby. Love it. Woo. Thank you for listening to the CJJC Show. If you want more content, follow us on Instagram, where we post weekly pickums and other social media whenever that happens. Also, keep a lookout for our pickums list so you can join in on the takes and all the fun. Peace out.